0: Hi there. Thanks for listening to the Learned Opportunity Podcast. I'm Daniel Eccles. I'm here to guide you as you gain more opportunities in your personal and professional life. There are multiple areas of opportunity, places in our life that we want to grow in, in order to have a more fulfilling life. And these areas of opportunity include career, finance, personal development, health, faith, community, hobbies and fun, relationships. And today we're talking to Ethan Fernhaber in the areas of opportunity that include faith, career, and finance. Ethan Fernhaber is a great guy. He's going to talk to us a little bit about full utilization of your assets and how he has taken his property management company and modular housing company and also being the leader of a church planting network here in Indianapolis and how he has kind of connected those with one another what do those sort of things have in common and how can you find opportunity from multiple areas that don't seem to normally go together and so ethan has a bunch of really great tips about how to utilize the assets that you do have and to be good stewards of the resources and the options that you might already possess so we'll take a listen with ethan and see what he has to say about opportunity and helping us to gain more opportunity in our personal and professional life. Well, hi there. Thank you for listening to this episode of Learned Opportunity Podcast. This is Daniel, and I am here with Ethan Fernhaber. And now, Ethan, this season, I'm I'm trying to uh, introduce people based off of ways that they have impacted me, whether they know it or not. And I just wanted to say uh, thank you for coming on here. And then also how much I have from afar appreciated and looked up to the work that you're doing. I aspire to to do some of the similar things that you are working on right now. And I think it's really cool, all the stuff that you are doing, but more so I, I appreciated when I did get a chance to meet with you, how all the things that you're doing and the aspirations that you have are from your faith. And that is really the most important thing For you. I just wanted to say thank you and and just I'm really grateful to have you on here. So thanks for coming.
1: (laughs) Thanks for inviting me and making me squirm right out (laughs) of the gates. (laughs) I've noticed that's
0: part of why I do that now. I I like to make all the interviewees squirm (laughs) right out the gates. They're not too comfortable during the interview. But other than that, just a little introduction for listeners who are you? What's important for them to know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I guess. The first thing to know is I'm married to a beautiful woman, Stephanie. We've been married for 21 years. She's a professor at Butler. She leads their Innovation and Entrepreneurship Department and I am blessed to know her, and I am thankful that she said yes. And together we created three beautiful girls together. They're 17, 15, and 12, Claire, Eva, and Valerie. They go to North Central School here in Indianapolis and Northview Middle School. So, yeah, excited about the next generation and what they'll accomplish, and I'm sure it'll be a lot more than what I've done, and that excites me. I'm excited about the next generation and realizing their potential and and not just my own daughters but the other children here in Indianapolis. A little bit about myself Daniel. I'm I'm a 6%er so I'm
0: <laughs> six, a 6%er. Six
1: yeah, 94% of the people make a decision for Christ before they're 18 mm. and I'm a 6%er because it took me until I was about 30 years old to accept Christ. Um, mm. But that was the best decision that I've ever made and I came back to the church and I was like, what is everybody sitting around for? If you experience what I just experienced, let's go do this. If heaven and hell are real. Man, we got to get after it. Like we've been given this awesome gift and it, we've got to break it up and hand it off. So I've used some of that passion and some of those giftings to create new businesses, mm-hmm. new for-profit, new nonprofit opportunities, as we like to say, and just been obedient to his calling in my life and i was just telling another person god calls us to obey sometimes it works out sometimes it doesn't that that's like Mm -hmm. uh that's beyond it but he calls you to obey and sometimes you get hung upside down on a cross and sometimes your business flourishes
0: Mm. but as
1: long as you obey and you're in the center of his will there's no better place for you to be
0: I think that goes along with uh, a question I was going to ask was just looking on paper at a resume or something like that. Yeah. You're very entrepreneurial, business-minded, things like that. So president, renewing management, you work in real estate sort of stuff, the property management, apartments, volume mod is a, a similar sort of venture. And then you have on there, the president of Multiply Indiana, which is a, a church planting network here in Indianapolis. And looking at that, how would you explain to people, where all of those things align uh, or or go together?
1: Yeah, that's a hard question. (laughs) And I think they evolved one after the other. I think renewing management was my initial passion. We created that organization 18 years ago. It started in a notebook a lot like this with some very shallow paper goals, Mm -hmm. um, Thankfully, God allowed me to accomplish those goals early and to see how shallow they really were. And then during the middle of that journey, I came to the end of myself and started living for him. And then that kind of gave us a 3D vision for the, the people that we serve in our communities. And
0: What are some things that kind of changed?
1: Yeah, I think it's a heart change. So it used to be Unit 1238, and it's $832 a month, mm. and there are nine days behind on the rent or whatever it is but it changed from that to good friends of mine uh, sisters and brothers and mothers and fathers and people that you really know and you really care about and so we formed relationships with people who were living within our apartment communities and by doing so we saw the humanity and the beauty that existed within our apartment communities and We walk people through evictions and we help people move out. And we saw Mm. the effects of domestic violence and apartment communities. It's very real. There are shootings that occur. I mean, there's, Cars through the walls, trees through the roof, things catch on fire. If you, <laughs> if you own enough, oh, my word, <laughs> yeah, you have to go through all that stuff. And anyhow, so that gave me a a, a burden for people. And so I love the local church. <laughs> I believe that the local church is the bride of Christ, and it's the best form of evangelism. I think that when people are involved with a church plant that their identity has changed. They see themselves as a producer and not a consumer. If I would have joined a a giant church and I would have been a pew potato, I just would have come into church, sit on the pew, consume I'm liking all these
0: terms I'm learning. (laughs) Six percenter, pew potato. this is good.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure anyone else uses them, but they're <laughs> yours to share, Daniel, today on this podcast. I just try to speak in truths, and I guess I would have mm-hmm. just consume Christian goods and services and mm. I church planting forces you not to consume but produce cuz you're under-resourced. Um, mm. There's not enough people to do all the work that needs to be done and then they put you on the operations team so you can start making decisions uh, for the bride of Christ. And that's a big responsibility. And then you read some things in the Bible about what responsibility you carry as an elder. And then that transforms your life. And then you become a better husband and a better father and a better employer through that process called sanctification that God leads us on. So, I want more of that and not less of that. So Multiply Indiana, we birthed in 2016. Uh, we've planted 21 churches thus far. We hope to plant 100 by the year wow. 2030. We started this March for a Million initiative. We The first time last year, we had 1,000 people around Monument Circle. The coolest thing for me was 72 different churches were represented mm. during that march. Hopefully this year we'll have 300 churches represented. I think... Heaven is going to be a diverse and crowded place, and I want as much of heaven on earth as possible before I graduate to heaven. We want to support that. I love pastors. I tell them all the time, guys, you guys are more important than doctors. Doctors can give you a few years Mm. extra on earth, but if if eternity is real and a decision guarantees eternity, then, man, that's sacred work. Mm. And so pastors are overworked under resourced all alone and multiply indiana is a place where they can come together we can share collaborate pray and worship together i don't think we do enough of that as leaders we were here on tuesday with a a function and we grabbed some guys and we just went downstairs and took communion together Hmm. i think we need more of that in the middle of the day i love that yeah Yeah.
0: I would do that. That sounds great. <laughs> come get me next time. You <laughs> forgot
1: my snack, man. Oh, I know. Uh,
0: next time, yeah. Communion. <laughs> next season, you come on back and we'll have a snack for you. <laughs> my apologies for sure. So it sounds like when your values changed, opportunity just looked different. And, and it was less about consuming yeah, and, and numbers when it comes to business. And then also in your spiritual and, and your Christian walk, it was. How can you contribute?
1: Yeah. yeah. And I think God has always given me a heavy mercy gifting. And I majored in economics and finances, so I know I had a love of money. What,
0: what does that mean first, uh, heavy mercy gifting?
1: A heavy mercy? Yeah. I just see the best in people. Mm. We have a reentry program. I'm thinking about some of my first contractors and... I, I love money, right? So I always go with the best price. So even though the the contractor's truck is falling apart and there's definitely some dental work that needed to be done and he shows up late, he's $50 less than the next guy. So let's roll, baby. So those people were currently addicted and I fell in love with those people mm-hmm. uh, because I saw what God saw in them and that's their potential. And I, I thought that if they do enough work or get enough contracts or just get to know them better and oh, I don't have a license, we'll go to court and we'll get your license back. Or I don't have a vehicle, let's get you a vehicle and get you in the vehicle. Or I'm not making enough money, so I'll make sure this house pays more because money is. But really, the devil can take away anything from a person who's currently addicted almost immediately. And I saw that all of my efforts were in vain and that really that God can create permanent and lasting change in an individual Mm -hmm. and that doesn't mean that hey man they're healed in an instant and they never sin or swear again that's not it but i've seen lives transformed so now we've pivoted or evolved or learned and we help support a recovery center in bloomfield where our, our business was originally formed um and in that place today, there's over a dozen guys fighting freedom in Christ and from addiction, and that's a beautiful thing because yeah. it's a permanent and lasting change. So. Even this morning, I was thinking, like, who do I like to hang out with? And it's like those in recovery and church planters. And why is that? <laughs> because they love the Lord, and they, they <laughs> follow him with abandon. And I just want to hang out with those people because it's those are my people. Like, you get it, man. It's a big deal. Let's run after something together.
0: What do those two have in common? They're hanging out with Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> Come on over. <laughs> I actually, probably a lot more than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. This is the Lord Opportunity podcast and and so just that you've had a little bit of time to reflect and and happy to have you on here to just talk a little bit about what do you think about when it comes to like opportunity where have you found it in your own personal life uh, professional life other things and and what kind of opportunities would you uh, want to share
1: yeah i I guess one thing on my heart perkling up is serving the under underserved so we go to smaller rural communities throughout indiana we serve underserved demographics I think that there's high opportunity in areas where people are afraid to go or don't want to mm-hmm. go. I think that there's high opportunity when the work is difficult and sticky. People run from that. Everybody wants the the quick thing. And I think that opportunity for me really comes in the full utilization of assets. So, we're sitting in Nexus today. It 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 pays almost the entire mortgage for Mercy Road Northwest, I believe in full utilization of assets. I don't believe in sitting or burying talents. I think, like, God gives us something, we need to use it. Like, every day, (laughs) our body, our mind, Uh our finances. And too often, our churches sit unutilized six days a week. I think that opportunity exists all around us, and gifts are equally distributed amongst all of our people, but privilege is not. I think there's a ton of latent leadership potential in our communities of color here in the state. Listening to one of your former podcasts, it's like you've been poured into man. Like mm. you've had mentors and leaders pouring yeah. into your life. And, yeah. And then I'm sure some of your clients that you meet here, hmm probably not so much. Yeah. That's privilege. Praise God. I'm privileged too. But how can we break up and hand off that privilege and pour into other people's people's lives and it's not like we're the only ones giving we're receiving so much mm. of the time as well because it gives our life purpose and meaning and we're passionate about it and we can have joy doing it and we go to bed and it's i had a good day and that feels you know we sense god's pleasure and with his pleasure comes his presence and there's nothing better than being in the presence of the lord
0: so how would one start how would, how do you train somebody to start seeing those opportunities in places that normally don't seem like there are opportunities there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, for me, a big step was Darren Earlywine and spiritual DNA, figuring out what hmm. God created me to be, what breaks my heart, what keeps me up at night. And, And once you figure out what that is, what is your sweet spot? And what are you really good at? And then what breaks your heart? What would you do if money wasn't an object, right? Yeah. Uh, Energy (laughs) is really the Holy Spirit giving us this energy to go do these things. So I think, you know, most people have no idea why they were created. They haven't really discerned Mm. their calling. And then we have a, a high number of people who are just in bondage, right? They're they're, they're addicted to the American dream and yeah. sorry. Like, I got to make 80 grand a year. I could follow my dream for 60, but you got to have health insurance or got to have the car payment or got to go out to eat three times in a week. And I think that breaks God's heart because I think people were created with freedom. And I really want to show people that they can't have financial freedom that should result in Emotional and spiritual freedom as well. And I think if we start living differently, we could accomplish that. I think the devil likes us isolated and alone, but God wants us living in community and sharing more. I know our rent here at Nexus is cheaper uh, because we can share things. Daniel yeah. doesn't need this podcast studio every hour of every day. We can just share as it. As much right? as I wish I was in here every hour every day. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's my favorite space. <laughs> <laughs> or the boardroom, but yeah. How can we create new financial models so that instead of making eighty grand a year, you can make thirty grand a year, twenty grand a year mm. and still exist uh and still do well and live a and happy still and very happy.
0: beneficial just for both sides. Yeah. Yeah. So what would you say is the first step then is that you were saying community. So is relationship the first step to helping somebody realize their opportunities and to grow and and get out of places where they're trapped or other sort of things? How do you go from there to thriving from surviving to thriving?
1: Yeah, I would say that discernment of figuring out who you are and what you're called to do, and then I would pray about it and listen to the Holy Spirit and try to find those interactions or those connections where he's leading you and prompting you and and I'd have the, the courage to sh- show up and then to hmm. keep going after it becomes uncomfortable. I think that too often we want instant results and, yeah, you've got a really cool business. And yeah, it was an overnight success in 18 years. Like <laughs> nobody wanted me on a podcast like three years ago. You know, it's just <laughs> like. Oh, well, not
0: everyone had a podcast three years ago. <laughs> no. Now everybody does. That's, that's valid. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't know.
1: It takes a long time. It really does. And there'll be ups and downs and you'll feel like quitting. And and then once you start creating some opportunity, I think the well becomes deeper and the water starts flowing quicker. And now there's enough opportunity. I could stay busy for 120 hours Mm -hmm. a week easily. So now I'm breaking up and handing off opportunity when they just... (laughs) If somebody shows up and they come around for a little while, they'll have more than enough work almost immediately because there's so much opportunity out there to do right now with all the different things that we're involved with. So it's just, hey, what do you like to do? What are you gifted for? Your ideal job description. And then eventually I think the Lord will open up a door and God's got a plan and a purpose for every individual. He's built every listener very intentionally and with a plan and for a purpose. And he will reveal that purpose, but you need to give him a white piece of paper, a blank mm. calendar, and just say, Lord, lead me, and I'm willing to change, you know?
0: Scary. <laughs> Not easy. <laughs> Uncomfortable. But
1: that's good. Yeah, it's we are born it's good. naked and with nothing, and we go back the yep. same way. Yeah. So don't believe the lie that we've got to... I've got a great friend in Morocco, and he loves off of $15,000 a year. And I said, Henry, you know, what happens? You don't have health insurance. What if you get sick? He says, looks me in the eyes and says, Ethan, I'll die. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that's okay. And we got to be okay with that. It's Just like you, man. Die. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, mm-hmm. that's pretty much what happens, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs>
0: I got ever a time where you were close to being done, With all these things that you are trying to...
1: Yeah, only for moments and seasons. Mm. Thankfully, I would have sell everything nights. Like, (laughs) that's it, I'm selling it all. (laughs) And Stephanie would laugh at me, and thankfully, God's mercies are new every morning. But yeah, I think we all come to that point where it's just, it could be easier. And I think, I don't know, I think the devil would clap if I hit the eject and just sold everything and went to Florida or just checked out or intellectually and just did what was easy and lived a life of confinement and addiction and indulgence. And I know I would feel f- miserable. I know I wouldn't impact lives positively. We just got done pouring into 25 individuals who will become incremental developers. And it's mm. because we're willing to Break apart and hand off some of the skills, giftings, talents, and abilities that we've accumulated. And I think, Christians, we need you here with us during this time, during this season. We're about to birth a new entrepreneurial center on the Far East side of Indianapolis. We hope to create 300 new businesses over the next 10 years. I love that. Yeah. It's It's so uh, fun. Opportunity is around (laughs) us. And I think we're going, as a society, we'll move into freelance more. People are going to live in the gig economy. Um, And I think that's great because you can have control of your schedule and when you work and what you actually do. And Mm -hmm. you can do a little bit of work over here for a high hourly rate and then go do something else. I think I've
0: actually been noticing that with some of my career counseling clients that during this great resignation, a lot of the question is, where are people going and what are they doing? And most of them are wanting to just start something for themselves. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) I could definitely see (laughs) that being... More the direction that we're going.
1: <laughs> With all the advances that we've had in society, why are we working more? Like how mm-hmm. does that make sense? Yeah. Go back a hundred years ago and be like, you can do all this stuff through innovation, but you still gotta work sixty or seventy hours a week. They'd be like, Oh, that's lame. You bought a dishwasher, sit on the couch and enjoy the dishwasher. <laughs> you have running water, electricity. Yeah. I yeah. mean, how much how many gains? And we've made all these gains, but we've traded it for more consumption of crap that we yeah. don't need. And so simply live. Not easy
0: to remember how to do that, though, too. Yeah. Ethan, what are you learning right now? What's,
1: like, something that you're excited about that you're learning? I'm learning about church unity and just— What's that? (laughs) Yeah, so I'm trying to create a Starbucks for church leaders because church leaders will go to each other's churches and then they'll see, oh, they've got that and they've got that. and It's like going over to somebody's house who's better than yours and all Uh of a sudden you're trying to keep up with them. We're trying to create third spaces for church leaders and business leaders uh, to come together. I think the convergence between the church leadership world and the entrepreneurial world will spark a renewal and revival. That will last at least this decade here Mm -hmm. in Indiana. I think Indiana will be a trophy state, a state set apart. We're the crossroads of America. We have a a commitment to create uh, a million disciples here in Indiana by 2050. We currently have... Just under seven million uh, people, and really having people commit to discipling other people. What's your commitment, Daniel? Is it thirty people, sixty people, a hundred people? Mm. But I'd love for you to commit to: I'm going to disciple a hundred people before I die. And now your life has a clear and defined purpose. And what does yeah. a discipling relationship look like? You yeah, know, this morning. 6 a.m. I'm connected with people all around the state business leaders, pastors, entrepreneurs, and we went deep with Christ this morning and poured into each other's mm-hmm. lives and worshiped together and prayed together and just gives us a different mindset, a different cadence throughout the day. I think that we can shift the atmosphere here in this state, in this generation here in Indiana. So, I want more, you know, I think God has given different people groups, different pieces of the truth he wants us to realize. I was prophesied over before I even knew Christ, that some of these things that I'm seeing to come to fruition now are coming to fruition two, three decades later. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy to watch it happen in real time. But that's, if we're following in God's will, there's nothing more exhilarating and exciting than doing that
0: that's mm. incredibly excited i'm getting excited over it. it's like <laughs> the harvest is plentiful there's opportunity Amen. out yeah. there i hear you. Yeah, it's just <laughs> just figuring it out yes. <laughs> so, yeah and and knowing the source yeah mm. uh, where that comes from who's created you with all these gifts and things that you're passionate about and uniquely equipped you uh for those sort of things so at It's incredibly exciting. How would people connect with you if they're interested in in learning more about any of these things that you're working on?
1: Well, I'm a natural introvert, so you're going to have to try really hard. (laughs) I'm on LinkedIn. Um, Multiply Indiana has a website. Volumod has a, its own website. And Volumod is a house factory that we're creating on the, the far east side of Indianapolis. Renewinginc.com is a website for renewing management. Yeah, one of those websites or through LinkedIn would probably be the best way to, to connect with me. Okay,
0: great. Thank you uh, for sharing that and uh, offering that for for people who might be interested. But just before wrap up anything that I did not ask that you wish I would have.
1: Yeah, I just wanted to say thank you for, you know, taking the time to create this podcast and this content. And I think there is identity transformation that comes through being able to tell your story. And I hope that your effort and my story can work to impact somebody's life today. Mm -hmm. One of the listeners and yeah, I'm not sure it could be one of my daughters 20 years from now. That's a beautiful thing about this. This moment is captured forever. It's
0: hot. Yeah, I love it. Thank you so much, and uh, I'm sure I'll see you around up here. (laughs) All right. Sounds
1: great, neighbor.